Wow. Um, you guys do me a favor. The Hume staff here are just top notch. Could we make some noise for Sarah and Mikey and the team? Mikey, Sarah, all the, the, the rec team, the staff, the leads, we're just so thankful for you guys. Uh, as, we're, as we're thanking people, can I just also say that this thing really doesn't really work the way that it's supposed to work without the youth pastors in the room. Listen, I am... I am such a, 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 a passionate guy for the local church, and I hope you all understand that, that God's love for the world is he gave his son, and he's, he's help, he helped set this church up to just shine, and is what we're even talking about today. But youth pastors, thank you for what you do. And I know you've got an amazing team of people around you, and thank you for all of you counselors who are up here as well, pouring into these students. Thank you so much. In fact, youth pastors, if you're in here, youth pastors, could you all stand up, youth pastors? Stand up real quick. Stand up, youth pastors. Take this. Thank you, guys, gals. Thanks for, um, thank you. Happy birthday. Um, thanks, for, uh, thanks for what you guys are doing. Seriously, it means a ton. And I know you guys get paid a lot, so. Um, John chapter 21. Mikey, Sarah, we are doing it. We are finally doing the final chapter of John. You are welcome. John chapter 21 is where we're going to start out this evening as we literally, I, mean, I don't know if I could really even say we covered all of John, because we just said like one line and then we skipped so many amazing chapters in that. And I hope, I mean, I hope you've gotten a little passion to understand the book of John a little bit more. And that throughout the book of John, there is a, there is a, a through line just screaming truth, truth, truth be told. And I just hope you go back and read it. It is something that I'm just hoping th throughout the rest of the summer. Chapter 21 of John, we're going to do chapter uh, uh, verse 15. It says this. Jesus has now appeared to his 12 disciples in Galilee. You see, after they left Jerusalem, where Jesus got crucified, and he saw them up in this, uh, this upper room, this area, uh, he says, all right, I'm, I'm, I got some other things to do. I'll catch you guys later in Galilee. These guys go to Galilee, and they go back to doing what a lot of them know, fishing. And they're on the shore fishing in the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus calls them, hey, catch any fish. And they get excited and they come back and see Jesus and they have breakfast together. And it's an awesome moment. And Jesus pulls Peter aside and he says this in verse 15. When they'd finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, then feed my lambs. Jesus said a second time, Simon, do you... Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, then feed my sheep. Truly I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted, but when you were old, you were 
You will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death Peter was going to glorify the Lord with. Wow. Then after saying this, he said to them, follow me. Peter denied Jesus, and we talked about that last night three times. And Jesus said, you're going to do it. And Peter's like, I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. If everybody else fails, I won't. And he says, you will. And even Peter says here, you do know everything because you're right, I did fail. And he has this guilt and this shame. And here Jesus restores Peter, and that gives me hope because there's times where I let the Lord down. And some guilt and shame might creep in. And here the Lord restores Peter. And I think that that's a really interesting thing because I wonder if some of us came into this week with some guilt and shame. And hopefully over this week, you understand that the love of the Lord has for you. And he wants to set you free from that guilt and shame. And he says to Peter, do you love me? Good. Go out and love my sheep. We've got a job to do. No more time to sulk in guilt and shame. Let's put us pa- that, put that past us. I died for us or for you. Relationship is restored. Now go out and love people. Show them my love. Guilt and sin is over. Jesus forgives and he says, now go to Peter and to us. Would you pray with me as we begin? God, thank you for this time. As we quickly tonight talk about your spirit moving in us and allowing us to love people and show people your love. I pray that it doesn't fall on deaf ears. Exhaustion in this room, I'm sure, is, is, is happening in this, uh, in this place. We are tired, but may we not miss what you want to teach us tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. My daughter and I, we had a, a, a chance just about two weeks ago to go to a camp out in Missouri. And uh, we were out there, and it was very hot. But on this property, they have this cave, and they asked me, hey, do you want to come in? Uh, it's an it's, it's explored cave, but there's not a whole lot there. We're still, there's only a few people uh, from the camp that have gone down and explored, but we haven't done any um, adventures yet down there, but we do know a little route. Would you and your daughter want to come? And, um, and they, uh, we were like, yeah, for sure. Isaac, would you want to go? And she's 10. She loves, she loves exploring. She loves bouldering. And she loves getting dirty. And she's like, I am in. So we were like, let's go. So uh, we took this picture of us going down into this crazy little thing. And she's actually one of the youngest people to actually go down in this cave. And uh, here's another picture of us down inside of it. And uh, there's some spots that... Get pretty low where you are on your belly and you are just climbing and that ceiling is squishing you. And I know there's claustrophobic people that are freaking out. But we come to these spots in this cave as we're going deeper and deeper into the ground. And we get to this spot and it opens up here. And Isley's just kind of sitting right here. And I kind of snapped this picture. And, you know, we're so down deep into this cave. And uh, the guide there, he's like, hey, let's try something. Everyone go and find a little rock. And so I said, I'm like, I they come with me. And she's like, nah, dad. And she goes and sits on a rock behind me. And we, you know, we have all these flashlights on our head. And, and he's like, all right, guys, you ready? On the count of three, turn the light off. Ready? One, two. And Isley lets out a little squeak. Oh, no. Right? Because she's kind of scared of the dark a little bit. And boom, we all turn it off. 
And we know what darkness looks like. I mean, if you walk outside here even, it's beautiful. The stars are amazing here at Hume. Unlike anything else, I just love it. We don't see stars in LA, but it is beautiful here. But even this, you've got a lot of little lights that are, you know, uh, you know coming in. So you can't, it doesn't get completely dark. But when we shut those lights out in the cave and we got silent, and it's really hard to get silent as well, we couldn't hear anything. There was no rumbling of traffic. There was nothing, and it was complete silence. And what was even more eerie is, you know, if you, have, if you get into a dark place, your eyes sort of adjust to it. It was so dark down there. We were down for a little bit, and, and, and with no light and coming in to allow yourself to get used to it, it was pitch, pitch dark. And we sat there for a minute. It was a little uncomfortable, and then the guide, wherever he was in the cave, he could have been right in front of my face and I couldn't see him. And I, can't, I couldn't find my daughter right now if she, you know, hey, dad, where are you? I couldn't grab her. It was so dark. And I remember the guy just saying just a week and a half ago, and it's super impactful. And, and I wish I could take you all back to that cave because he says out of the cave somewhere, kind of spooky, right? Right in my ear, hey, you know? And he's like, it's scary because there's a lot of people in the world that their life is darkness like this. They're living as if there is no light. They can't see anything. And we are called, we, we have the light of the world to shine on them. And then he pulls out his cell phone and he doesn't turn on his flashlight. He just simply turns on this little screen, right? We know how this screen isn't bright. Right now, it doesn't really matter at all. Right? It's just a small little screen. It doesn't really matter. I'm telling you, I wish I could bring you into that. When he turn on just the, the, the part makes his just iPhone turn on, you would have thought that he was so bright in that room. Just the smallest little light from his phone, let alone if he would have turned on his flashlight. And I'm watching him, he's talking, I forgot everything else that he said because I'm mesmerized by how powerful just a small amount of light is within the dark space that I was at. And I started thinking, oh my goodness, how silly would it be if he took that light and we needed to get out and all he did was turn it on himself. And he's like, oh, all right, I'm good, I'm good. And he's just looking down here and making sure that he's good and he doesn't care about anybody else and he's covering it up and he's just shining that light back on himself. How foolish it would be in that darkness. We all needed that light. The minute he turned it on, everything was starting to get illuminated. And I hope you understand where I'm going with this. It would be so silly of us to come up here to camp, understand that we have the light of the world, that God is light in, and in him there is no darkness at all. And for us to just hold on to it and keep it to ourselves, it would be foolish. In fact, John 1, going all the way back, you don't have to turn there. John 1, 5, you could you know, make a, a note if you want. Um, it, it says this, I'm gonna start at the beginning because it's important to hear. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word... And uh, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, not a thing that was made. In him is life, remember? In him is life. He is life. And then it gets better. In the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That was day one. 
And now we've come all the way back to the, we finished the whole gospel and we're coming back and we're understanding there's so much more about Jesus that we don't even understand. In fact, hopefully you have your Bibles. Go to the end, chapter 21, the very last verses here. It says this, now, there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that were written. That he's the light of the world, that we have a dark world that, that is that don't understand and don't have hope because they are not, they, they're not, they don't understand who God is. I don't know if this is gonna work. Uh, we have an amazing tech team. Hi, tech team up there. If you don't know these tech team, hello, Kayla, Hannah, you guys are awesome. All right. This is really bad and this is gonna be really weird. Um, I don't even know if this works. Any chance we Turn the lights off real quick. I don't know what this looks like. Hang on, let me do this. All right, hang on, wait, wait. So even this, you still see little lights, right? And even again, if I just turn my phone on just a little bit, it probably won't make as much of a difference because they're light everywhere, right? But you see a little bit, right? As you see, then I could go and I bring this on and maybe it's just a little bit more powerful, right? We start to understand that light starts to come into this place and darkness, here's the amazing thing, darkness cannot exist where light is. And if the world that we live in is living in darkness because they don't have the hope of the light of the world, we get to bring the light into them. We don't have light of ourselves, we bring it in. Ladies, I don't know if this is possible. I don't even know what this is because we have like a billion lights here. I'm going to do something weird. Just pick some, hey -oh. Well, that'll work. So listen, all right, Hume Lake, you're pretty awesome. So one beam and it just starts to light up. I mean, look, I don't know. I see you guys now. I can't see you before and now I see you. This side's a little dark. And so we start to bring in, now look, there's just one light. There's 1,000 people in this place. You all have a unique spot and a unique gift that God has placed you in because we all can't go to where God is shining in, in and through you. And if we do this, what else do you got? I don't know what you're going to do. Just play around. What do you got with the light? You got, I'm sure you got stuff, unless that's too much, then you could just turn the lights on. What do you got? More lights come into this place. What do we do? Ooh. <laughs> Wait, stop. Look at this. Look how bright it is now all of a sudden. Two lights. Now, yes, those are cool lights, but guess what? You're cool people. You guys listen and listen. Look, and this is crazy. Hume Lake, thank you for this analogy, right? Look how different these lights are. Whoa, it's so tiny. It's so... It's so cute. All right, relax, relax with these crazy lights. Listen, stay there. Look how different they are. Here's the cool thing. They're all glowing though, not by their own power. They, they might be different kind of fixture and a different kind of reflection, but friends, they're all the same light. And that is the best thing about it. We all come in different shapes and sizes and unique talents, but we're all shining the light of Jesus. Thank you. Turn on the lights. That is awesome. And then we all, all impacting people. And then this thing happens, right? Light brings darkness alive. And listen, it's not, it's, it's not rocket science. We understand that we are called not to just hold on to that light. We, people are living in darkness. And it says here, Darkness can't exist when light is in the room. So 
friends like Peter, we're forgiven, so let's go in love. Let's go shine our light. It's not our light, it's his light. And is it hard to shine and proclaim truth? You bet. I've been having conversations with so many of you and just the, 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 the hardships that you're going home to. Just because you're a Christ follower doesn't mean you're not going to have hardships, but you get to bring hope to those hardships. And here's the thing, you don't go in your own power. John 14, 25 and 26, 26 says this, relax. These things I have spoken to you while I am still here. Jesus is saying this. These things I've spoken to you while I'm still here. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you into remembrance of all that I have said to you. As you might start to forget about the truth, his spirit, those that are Christ followers, the spirit of God lives in us. That's why Jesus says, it's better that I leave so that the spirit, the helper can come. Jesus can be only in one place. The spirit goes in all of our hearts that, that, that claim Christ is their life. So his job is to do a lot of different things. One of those things is remind us of the truth and we need to be reminded of the truth and that will help us do three things and I'll wrap it up with these three things. One, it'll help us to savor the gospel. Number two, it'll help us to show the gospel and number three, it'll help us to share the gospel, to savor it, to show it, and to share it. Savor it, what does that even mean? It reminds us because as, as we take our eyes off of him, we put our eyes on us and that's never gonna be good. As we think on the gospel, it dwells in our hearts and we remind ourselves that we need him daily. The spirit reminds us, Ephesians 4, to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. To keep your eyes looking up, Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the to hills. Where does my help come from? It helps, the, the spirit will help refocus our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our actions every day. It leads us to confession that doesn't give the enemy a, a foothold in your life. You admit it to the Lord and you admit it to other people. Psalm 39, 139, search me, know me, see if there's anything in me and lead me. Dwell on the gospel. Let it transform you every day. Let the spirit of God remind you of God's truth. Savor it. Here's a question if you're writing notes. I just would love you to put this down, maybe next to who is God and why should I care. I would love you to write this. How has the gospel changed me today? The gospel doesn't just transform us for, 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 for that one day when we meet Jesus. The fact is, those that put their, their, their hope in Jesus, you don't just get Jesus in heaven. You get to experience the Lord today. And the gospel will, will constantly be transforming your heart and your mind and your actions. So, how has the gospel transformed you today, Christian? And that's a question I know I need to ask myself every single day, and the Spirit reminds me of that. May we savor the gospel. May we show it. How? How do we show the gospel? Well, in John, actually, he, he talked about that, and we read it last night. He says, they'll know you're my disciples by the way that you love. What the world needs now is love what the world needs now is love. Thank you, four of you. 
here's the thing. I hate, I mean, I love that song. It's a good song. But the world doesn't just need sweet love. They need his love. That's the reality. And you're not giving your love because you can, you can only love conditionally. He loves unconditionally. So the more you tap into his love, it overflows of your life out of everybody else's life. That's how you show the gospel. In the world that tr- desperately needs to be loved and shown love, not your love, not opinionated love, it's his love. That's how we show the gospel. And the best way to start that, friends, is in your youth groups, in your churches. Because I guarantee you, as you go home and you want to invite your friends to church, none of them are going to want to come if your church is a bunch of dis, uh, just divided people that gossip and pick each other apart and, and grumble and complain. Because you know what? They get enough of that at school. Why in the world would they come to church to see it? What would it look like if your, your youth group literally was one that actually loved one another? It didn't matter on popularity or anything else. It was just unified around Jesus. That would turn heads, I'm telling you. The Holy Spirit gives us unique gifts. Each one of you, we just saw it with the light. Every one of these, these lights are, or these, these things are differently shaped and uniquely uh, made. Same with you, and you've been given different talents and gifts. And in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, use those things, those gifts from the Lord to build up the church body. Newsflash, the, the church isn't just here to satisfy you. The church is supposed to be a bunch of people coming together to glorify and worship the Lord with him being the unifier and us using our gifts to build the church up. The lady who was on the screen, her name is Megan Fate Marshman, dear friend of mine. She's actually, uh, she was our college pastor at our church for a while. Now she's our women's uh, pastor. She's awesome. She did this, uh, she did this event once for our college, uh, our college group. And she said, hey, we're going to do a big potluck. Everybody, here's the sign-up sheet. Everyone sign up for something. Every, all the college students, they signed up to bring something. And they met at church and it was awesome. Everybody brought, you know, chicken wings and turkey legs and pasta and salad and drinks and plates and all this stuff. One person either forgot or didn't sign up. No one brought utensils. They have all of this food, these plates, they have cups, they have, uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, just everything to eat and enjoy except the utensils to eat and enjoy. And it was a fantastic moment of understanding how the church body works. Because we're all uniquely gifted. And if we're all turkey legs, all right. If we're all these different things, but we're forgetting some of those little things. If you don't show up to church and you don't show up to church and you don't show up to church, we're missing out on those certain gifts and we're left with an awesome buffet of food, but we're missing certain elements. The Spirit's uniquely gifted you to help come alongside the church, not to just sit there and say, entertain me, and and I'm hanging out with my friends. You can do that enough outside of the church. Use your gifts to build up the church. And now here's what's even crazier, not just in your youth group. As a pastor who works with adults, how crazy it would be if my youth group comes home and they're like, hey, we're, we're, we want to we wanna get super involved here in the church. And they, they're starting to, our junior hires are starting to actually greet at the doors as people are walking in. And it used to go from a bunch of older people, everybody's green, you know, as you walk into church. Now it's a bunch of young junior hires greeting people and the energy level goes to the roof. 
They pound a bunch of donuts and then they go out and they're shaking and they're crazy. And that brings a new energy and excitement that old Joe can't bring. We all have unique talents and gifts and I could preach all day about you using your gifts to build up the church body that the spirit has given you. Friends, please don't just hold on to that light, shine it. May you dwell on it and may you show it. And one of the best ways to do that is within your youth groups and within the church body to be a place that would be such a draw to the outside world that it would be a city on a hill We're so easily interacting with everybody up here and, and, and I'm hoping that you guys have this youth group bond because you've been hanging together and we've been in here worshiping the Lord together and reading the word and being challenged by one another. But why does that have to stop? Please, let's not let distractions and petty arguments get in the way. Ephesians 4 says, don't let the sun go down in anger. Don't get the enemy. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Another favorite verse of mine is Romans 12, 8, that it says this, if possible, as far as it depends on you, 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 on all of you, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Puts it on no one else except for you. May we show the gospel by the power of the spirit moving in us. And finally, may we share the gospel First Peter 3, 15 says this, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone and everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness and respect. Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have. Do you think you're ready to give an answer for the hope you have tomorrow? You're all going down the hill. And I'm telling you, you're gonna be asked as soon as you get out of the bus, how was camp? And you're gonna give a, have an opportunity to give an answer for the hope that you have. Some of you are going back to sports. Some of you are going to whatever it might be starting next week. Are you ready to give an answer to the hope you will have? Because people ask, how was camp? Here's an opportunity to give an answer for the hope that you have. As we talk about showing off God, as we talk about shining that light in the midst of darkness, think about it. God has uniquely placed you on your soccer team or your football team or in your academic class or wherever it is at your job. He's uniquely put you in your family who might not know the Lord. Uniquely put you. Do you know how to share your faith? And I know sharing your faith is really scary. Why? Because you've probably never really done it. But it's amazing. The more you start to talk about something, the easier it starts to get. My daughter loves Minecraft. And... <laughs> easy, nerds. Easy. Relax. <laughs> I... Listen. I can go in a cave... I can go in a real cave all day long. Minecraft makes me so claustrophobic because they're building deep down into the ground and there's no way out. It's just brick and whatever. And I'm like, where are you in this game? And my daughter just started playing it and she had no idea. 
And then the other day, she was just, she jumped up on my lap and she's like, hey, dad, can I tell you about Minecraft? I was like, sure. And she starts going off on this thing. And I'm like, no more video games ever for you. Yes. And that's the point. Don't play video games, right? <laughs> Go have real relationships. That's, that's the point. I would wonder, I would wonder if we go around the room, this is just a reality. You know this is true. If I was to ask you what you're passionate about, I would find the one thing, and whether you're an introvert, extrovert, doesn't matter, I would find the one thing that you could not stop talking about because we all have that passion. And the chances are, it didn't just all of a sudden come overnight that you could just talk about it. You're practicing it. You're starting to dig into that thing and you start to actually enjoy it more and more and more. Friends, it's the same thing with sharing our faith. Now, let me make something very clear. I don't want you walking out of the room right now and saying, well, so it's easy if I practice, then I'll bring something to the Lord. Can you save yourself? No, it's not even your responsibility to save someone. You can't even save yourself. How can you save anyone else? Can I take that equation off of the table and take that stress off of your shoulders? You can't save anyone. The Holy Spirit's doing the work in your life and the Holy Spirit's doing the work in their life. All God wants you to do is be faithful and be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have. And the more you start practicing and the more you start telling people about it, I would hope that the more you start learning about who God is and you want to talk it out. And if you don't have anybody in your life to do that, listen, most of you at least have a two-hour bus ride. At least. Some have a seven-hour bus ride. Some of you, your bus is going to break down tomorrow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Youth pastor, if your bus does break down tomorrow, feel free to email me at saradanes.humelake.org, all right? Listen, my point is this. You're going to get on the bus tomorrow, you're going to be wiped out, and you can go to bed, no problem at all, and you can... If you, you know, have your, your, your phone, you're going to probably look on your phone right away. I, I can't tell you what to do, but I'm just saying, what would it look like if you actually took this serious and for 15 minutes, the person next to you wanted to take it serious too, and you're like, all right, look, this is kind of weird. We've never really done this. Can we, can, we, can we talk about our faith for a moment? All right, let's role play a little bit. How, how would you bring someone to know the Lord? All right, let me push back on that. Now, what if, what if you tell me something about the Lord? And let me push back on it. And all of a sudden you find yourself, I'm telling you, it's not that scary because I'm being Ubers. I will be driving around. I will walk into restaurants and I could just come out and you just find that little lane and it's beautiful. Why? You say, um, you know, do you go to church around here? No, you do. Okay, well, so you have some spiritual thoughts and oh yeah. And you just start to get a little conversation. Not because I, you know, want to just tell them right about the gospel. It's, I deeply care about people and this world is living in darkness and I in this moment have an opportunity to shine the light of Jesus onto their life. Why would I hold that to myself? I've been given the opportunity to come to Hume Lake and learn about him. They don't get that opportunity. So bring the best thing of Hume Lake to them, which is Jesus and the good news. You uniquely have that ability. 
Matthew 10 says, I'm sending out my disciples. And he says, persecution will come, but don't let that stop you. Don't be anxious about how to speak or what you'll say for you are to say, for what you will be able to say will be given to you in that hour. For it's not you who will speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Maybe use the spirit that God has given us to, to savor the gospel, to hold on to it, to remember the truth about who he is and the truth about the Bible and the truth about Jesus and his resurrection. Maybe use the, the spirit, remind us how to show the gospel off in our youth groups and, and, and places around as we love people well. Maybe, maybe, maybe share the gospel through the power of the spirit moving in people's lives and reminding me what to say about the truth. It's hard to savor, it's hard to show, and it's hard to share unless you believe it. And if you still don't believe the truth about who God is, friends, what would be stopping you from giving your life to the Lord? Please know we are not promised tomorrow. I was talking fellas, and I'm going to land with this. I was talking fellas today out on the, the deck, the donut guys. They're walking around with some donut backpacks. Um, yeah, it's them right there. <laughs> And we were talking about the first night message and they were saying, man, that, those two questions really, they're still messing with me. Who is God and why should I care? And I was like, oh, that's a good point. And as you look at that, if you could just pull that question out really quick, if you just kind of pull that question back out. As you look at that one question again, who is God and why should I care? I would hope over after this week, you'd be able to look at that question and add a little bit more to it. And I've been thinking about that question for a little while now, and I'm telling you, it's continuing to grow and excite me about more I learn about the Lord. It overwhelms me a little bit more. And then that answer, why I should care, it's because it's overwhelming me more and more, and it's making me look up, and I just hope maybe by the end of this week, in the next month, that that answer continues to, to grow as you just dwell and learn a little bit more about the Lord. Friends, may we savor the gospel, may we show the gospel, may we share the gospel. That is the truth, and friends, may the truth be told. Let me... Uh, Let me pray for us, and then we got a little video for y'all. Lord, thank you for giving us your spirit that we don't have to do this alone. That there's so much in that that we aren't even able to cover. But it convicts, it, it challenges, it reminds me that I'm not alone. Those that might feel that they're walking alone. They are not alone. They have your spirit, and I pray that they get involved in a church, not just be a, attending a church, but become involved in it. Finding the youth pastors and these workers to come alongside one another as we sharpen one another and build each other up in love. May we shine your light, not our light, your light on the people around us because where your light exists, darkness does not. And may we cover this world in your light. Thank you for these students, the counselors, the youth pastors, the staff, and Lord, most importantly, thank you for you seeing us and making a way for us 
to be restored with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.